Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con for 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan, with me always is... Brad. And... James! And this week's episode is brought to us by the wonderful flavor of Birdman Barbecue. Pick up Birdman Barbecue at your Denver area Ace Hardware stores, and hopefully it won't be sold out like when James went. Yeah, that was a sad day. It is sad, but it's good. Yeah, it's everybody's sauce, buying baby. some sauce, yeah. It's good. It is delish. You know what I like to do with it? I like to, uh, when I have game days, because it's football season, I like to make some of those little weenie, um, smoky wrap things, like yeah. little pink in the blankets. Get some of those, get some of the spicy barbecue, heat that up in a crock pot. Oh my gosh. Good stuff, guys. Stop good. it, you're making me hungry. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, every week at the Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie. This week, we went and saw The Hunger Games, we Catching did. Fire. I don't want Alicia Keys to sue us for using that part <laughs> of her song. Um, we review the movie at the end of the show, so uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. We talk if you should see the movie or not. We play the trailer, then we spoil the hell out of the movie. So if you want to see the movie, listen to if you, we say you should see it, and then just uh, go see it, then listen to our review. We also talk about some comics we've been reading, movies we've been watching, some movie news, upcoming DVD releases and Blu-ray fan mail, and what am I forgetting? Box office numbers. I think that's it. Well, yeah, we got, yeah. I got it, right? What did we watch? You got that one? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I, you know, after um, two and a half years, I think I got this kind of locked down. <laughs> I'm not sure yet, though. We'll see. I'm hoping so. And Brad's already leaving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, that was the worst know, intro ever, yeah, so I'm done. Where's my drink? Fuck, is it by you? Uh, uh, is it on top of your car? No, I brought it in. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. No, I'll just be, Fuck it. I'll be part of the whole episode. Yeah. That's all right. That's how I like you. So, uh, how's your week going, guys? Going okay? Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, busy as usual. Yeah, Brad, you're really busy. Yeah. You have freelance gigs. That freelance gig last week took it out of me. Yeah. yeah. It's Done like, with it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they're probably showing it right now at their conference, but yeah, it was like work on our stuff, go to my you know real job, come home from that job, do that freelance work come you know the next day go to my real job over and over again is back and forth yeah it's tough trying to squeeze trivia in there and <laughs> yeah podcasting you and you're trying to squeeze in a real life too. yeah scene movies shame on you so yeah 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 we also we've and today we filmed uh, yeah. today we filmed episode five a little bit yeah episode Most five we just need to do well, the, the biggest chunk of it yeah <laughs> we just need the, to do the opening of the it hard part good. honestly yeah um um, and you can follow us on Twitter, and you can find out what's been happening with that and what special celebrity guest we have on that episode. It's huge. Huge guest. It it's, is. It's really cool, man. Yeah. He, it was so much fun today. Uh, who cares? It was Jonathan Tiersten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we can finally play that interview we did with him at uh, uh, Mile High Horror, because in it we say that you know we can reveal that he's going to be on the Pod Show episode. And now that we filmed it, we can... That is uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, now it's for sure, and we can put yeah. it out. Uh, Whether he likes it or not, he's in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's no turning back now. Yeah. yeah. And right away, I got to say how awesome he was for him oh, and his yeah. whole family. Yeah, his whole family. Because not only did they open up their house, uh, he cooked us lunch. Yeah. yeah. Barbecue ribs and rice. And it was a good time. Yeah. And I felt so bad because, you know, they're it's their Saturday and I'm sure they'd like to just hang out and be at home. But, of course, you know, we sort of kicked them out <laughs> yeah. of their house. Um but uh, it was really cool. It was lots man. of fun. So thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Micah. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, so stay tuned for that. But this Tuesday, the 29th. Nope. I always do that. It's the 26th. 
26th, yeah. Uh, we will be showing episode four will be debuting. Finally. Finally. Episode four will be debuting at Open Screen Night. At it's Lori only been Hamilton. two months, but it feels like it's been forever. I know. Yeah, that one That one took a while. That one was a hard one. I think one. it's because there's such a long break between Open Screen Nights. Yeah, because I mean? we couldn't show it last month. There was no rush to get it done. Yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, the last time we went from like May to July. Yeah. I think for episode two. Yeah. Or August. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was like a two-month break. So yeah, it's, it's, it's we're good. no stranger to downtime, but still it's just like when we, came, when we conceived of this, you know, early in the year, we sh- t- should have been done by now. Yeah, so, it, just, it just took longer than we thought. And then and there's know, still one more episode to go. Yeah, and we wanted to get our Blu-ray release of it out by January, but the open screen nights, there's not enough yeah. spots for us to show it because yeah. there isn't – because for some reason the holidays, like Halloween fell on uh, – thursday so they didn't think anybody would be there for a tuesday yeah and then christmas falls on a wednesday so no one's gonna go out on no, christmas no, eve no one's gonna be there for sure yeah, yeah. so it's it's just really weird yeah. how it ended up working out so probably february, february. the sixth episode will debut and then yeah. I, when i advertised the blu-ray it was i said end of january so people can wait one more month <laughs> yeah and and hey wait one more month because we do have a boatload of special features. Oh, it's going to be it. so stuffed with special features. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be great. There's a how to make a uh, photon pack in it. There's uh, uh, fake trailers for wolf raping. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's fake trail, uh, fake commercials for ghost trappers. Yeah, there's and then we're going to be commentary. Interviews. There'll be interviews. Uh, there will be a hidden feature with Jonathan Tiersten playing with something. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, controversial. Controversial. Uh, oh, it'll be man. lots of fun. Yeah. We promise if you purchase one, it'll be worth it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it because yeah. we worked really hard on it. And we're not really charging you for all the, like a lot of people did this for free. We're charging yeah. you for like the disc and, <laughs> yeah. and the printing. Yeah, yeah. We're not charging you because we're making money off of it. Yeah. It's just, we have to, we're, we have normal jobs and we don't have like endless funds where we can print and distribute these Blu-rays. So. Yeah. yeah. Unless we get that intern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're working on it. We're working on it. So thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for being patient for uh, season one of uh, the Pod Show. Um, cool. Let's let's start the episode with fan mail, guys. Fan mail. Brad doesn't have his phone out, so I'll go ahead and do it this week. Oh right, sorry. I'm uh, sorry, it's all right. It's been a long we, day. We You've been working letters, hard. though. We just got tweets and. Um, facebook messages yeah yeah and again we appreciate it no um, phone calls being uh being the nerds we are and being fans of rebecca isaacs rebecca isaacs of course illustrated angel and faith oh, love that book yeah, it's a great book and christos gage wrote it um you know we didn't hear too much from her yeah, we and heard we, about you know George Gianti taking over, yeah. leaving. Well, he told us he was leaving Buffy, and we were sad. And then we found out he was going to do Firefly, and I wasn't sad anymore. Yeah. Um. So we knew there was this open space. Um. So but, he just happened to tweet out to Rebecca Isaacs. Yeah. He said, "Hey, what's your plan? Because, uh, you know, we miss your. Uh, she said, you actually, what book are you doing next? Uh, we're comping at the bit. I think you meant to put chomping at the bit. Oh." <laughs> Lousy uh, autocorrect. I'm only an English major. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and she's sent back Buffy season ten. Oh, uh, so excited! She said she's done with five covers and she's starting to ink interiors on issue two. The scripts and outlines are amazing. You know, the thing uh, I did not know about Isaac's art until I started researching it is she inks all her own stuff. Yeah, 
Um, and I think that's why her art comes across so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she does a really good job with that. And uh, and Christos Gage is writing it too. And Christos Gage just is like, writing it's it. A, it's a dream team. Like I, oh, man, because I mean I've said it before. I think that the story they tell in Angel and Faith is one of the best season long stories that w- was ever told in the Buffy verse. And so the fact that that team is coming over to the Buffy book is great. Ugh, so cool. Yeah, uh, and then the Rebecca and Christos got in a back and forth and tweeted us about uh, the art is pretty amazing too, and she said the writing's really good. Yeah, um, I have a funny story. I went to the Michael Bublé concert with my wife, and yeah. as and as I was walking through the corridor in Pepsi Center, uh, Reggie from uh, our fan yeah. uh, buddy from podcast that we met at denver comic-con two years ago was walking there too so it was kind That's of a so weird cool. uh coincidence that we ran into him um Neat. so yeah how's he everybody. doing, doing uh, well? good yeah he got married to his a uh, lady oh congratulations so, yeah, so good for them we're uh that's a good thing and he didn't he didn't ask us to officiate it what the fuck come on <laughs> he just sent in his proposal for the podcast yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be terrible don't yeah. do that um, hey honey listen to this podcast and no, Cora I swear, eventually is, they'll get to is finally part. paying attention to us again after a <laughs> long time of just ignoring us. And I think it was something Brad said is what she said a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I offended her? I'm just kidding. You don't say anything on the podcast, so that was the joke. Oh, okay. Well, well done. Touche. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, I'm sure James is going to get uh, an erection from this because Whoa. anytime Boing. besides him stroking his own ego in episode three, she went ahead and wrote this quote that says, shut up, Brad. It's a sausage fest in here. And, and I'm the only one thing that can save us now. And she said, epic. So uh, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Uh, toot your own horn about how great of a rider you are and how much weight you've lost and how good you look. And Aww. episode three is like, I'm going to pick up the chick. I look so good. I'm going to get Brad smacked by a lady. I'm going to make Ryan look like a dipshit. <laughs> But Aww. for some reason, James looks like a champ in that one, doesn't he, Brad? Yeah, you look like a buffoon. I look like an idiot. Brad looks like a sexist asshole. What? <laughs> Remember, you're like, hey, you speak English, and you get smacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I might have uh, <clears throat> shown my bias there a little. I know. How come in every episode of our pod show, I'm an asshole? Because <laughs> uh, that's your character? <laughs> you're, you're, you're the Master Shake of the group. That's yeah, right. We're... I'll take that, because I love Master Shake. Yeah. Remember when we first met Cora in real life, and she was like, "I'm so, I'm so happy you're not actually an asshole." <laughs> I know. I was, I was, yeah. wow. This isn't a documentary show. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a live action cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's oh. funny. It's, it's a hyper reality. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It's all right. I've been called way worse. And yeah, I think next episode, uh, next episodes, you're really an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, the next two episodes, I'm a total dipshit. Oh man. It's it's funny. Uh, people can't see it. They won't be able to see it for a while. But there's a scene in it where I'm skipping, and I just look like the biggest dipshit <laughs> in the world. Yeah, just totally out of tune, and it's gonna be funny. Um, yeah. but I I don't I don't mind being stupid for sake of comedy. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's just fun. It you is know. because you know we can't the, take ourselves too seriously. And the one thing you know, uh, guys, as the seasoned actor of the group, bullshit. That, <laughs> that I'll let you know is if you don't fully commit to what you're doing, then it comes across as fake. You know, so always if you're going to do something, go for it full blown. That's what people said this week at the Emerging Filmmakers Project about episode three. You guys didn't commit enough. What? Really? No, they did not. I was going to say, wow. I don't even have Harsh. enough lines in it, so Harsh. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Remember those paragraphs that James is like, I'm going to write these soliloquies that I want you to speak. 
And as, as I said, ten minutes uh, isn't uh, enough for me to rag on it, slash film. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is stupid. I'm gonna say stuff like asshole and cum stain. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't say that in that episode. <laughs> no, you don't. I would never put those words Anyways, in Anyways, thanks everybody for tweeting, liking, saying hi, seeing me at a Michael Bublé concert. Um, was it the best thing about the Michael Bublé concert? No, actually, he was pretty fun. Yeah. Like, you know, he put on a good show, and he was he's pretty funny. Yeah. He, he did this thing where he was introducing his band, and it was a sports center kind of thing. And so they'd put up, like, the trumpet player, and he'd, his head would be spinning around, and it said, hometown, draft position... And Aww. it was pretty funny, and he'd say stuff like, uh, my trumpet players must have worked at Subway, because when uh, I used to have a 6-inch, but when he plays, it goes all the way to a 12. So it was pretty funny. I did not know he was like that at all. I yeah. just thought he was, hey, I'm a singing guy. But, did he yeah. say anything about, like, hey, do you, does anyone remember me from duets? <laughs> you know, oh. he didn't, <laughs> but I, I think that's what he felt in his heart. Cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks, cool. everybody. Yeah. Brad, what are we doing next? Um, let's see. Why don't we knock out the little things like box office stats or DVD releases? God, you say that every week, and it's like, we need to change it, but you want to do the same. Here's oh, box I'm sorry. Office. Box office stats, asshole. Box office stats. This is the box office stats. Uh, Thor repeated. Yeah. No big surprise. Not surprising. $36 million. $36 million in its second weekend. That's a good... <laughs> the big surprise... Week? Well, what we saw last week was 12 Years a Slave. Oh, um, I didn't see which, yeah, came in at eight last last week. Um, the big surprise is, guys, we didn't go see the Best Man's Holiday. Yeah, but it did thirty million dollars. It almost <laughs> took down Thor. Pretty it much did. got greenlit for a sequel already. Mm-hmm. Best maybe Man then, Holidays too. Then when Terrence Howard is in it, in it, maybe he can blame uh, one yeah. of the cast members for him yeah, not being could, in it. He could call up Robert Downey Jr. and you know mm-hmm. get Robert Downey Jr. that big break and. Best Man Holiday 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> right. that RDJ has been waiting for. You know, I'm the reason Robert Downey Jr. got Iron Man. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish uh, John Favreau came out and would have said, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. But, you Favreau's know, no, he's too, he's too classy. He's not going to get into that kind of shit. I would. If I was in Hollywood, I'd be a dick. <laughs> then I would never work again. <laughs> You'd fit in. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Aw, shit. Red 2. Your parents keep on trying to get us to watch those movies. I don't know why we don't. I, I know. Do now, that, now that they're out. No, no, no. But now that this one's out, I'm going to probably in the next week or two, I'll, I'll go see the first one. Because I still haven't seen the first one. Hmm. So I guess see that one. And then I'll see this one. And then I'll come back and say whether or not I think they're actually worth it. But uh, they're not the only people who have told me those movies. Oh no, are I fun. heard they're pretty good. Not, you know, not brilliant, just fun. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm down for that. Every once in a while, you need a movie like that. Yeah, you, you know, be serious all the time. Absolutely. Uh, the big release this week is that the uh, full collection of Breaking Bad comes out. Well, the the final season comes out this week, as well as like the big. Uh, complete, series. Drum, yeah. complete series. Yeah, the complete edition. series setup's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty badass looking. I still want something that sits on my shelf as you know, as a library, not so much like a like knickknack. A box. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully they'll release that too. Yeah, I'm not huge into like the the fancy. I'm not either. I just releases. think they look cool. Like I would never yeah. spend the extra money on. The Walking Dead ones, with they had the zombie with a screwdriver in its head. Yeah. But I mean, they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're the kind of thing like I want friends who have them so I can see them. You know, <laughs> yeah. like like Bree has that one with the mm-hmm. with the screwdriver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's awesome. But it's it's more of a shelf thing. Like, 
now I say that I would want the lost one. Yeah. You know, for for shows like that that I really adore, especially because that one's got that cool trapezoid stuff where, thing, um, half pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little Eileen half pyramid. Has that. Oh man, <laughs> it's got a disc hidden in there where you uh. you can separate this like the seams in the paper around the edge, and there's a hidden disc inside that case, mm. like shit like that. That you know, but it's you know it's my favorite series of all time. I That's know, different. Uh, uh, I was talking to Bree this week, and I didn't know he wanted to see Twelve Years a Slave with us. Oh shoot! I didn't know. Oh, oh nice guys, nice. Well, it's one of those things where I didn't think anybody wanted to see that movie with us, so it was kind of just a yeah. Well, and that was just on a whim. That wasn't originally supposed yeah. to be our our, our movie yeah, of the week. Yeah, and Brad was so busy with his freelancing thing that uh, we, uh, you know, I told him and when I was talking, he says, "Yeah, we kind of just went. We didn't even think anything of it." Yeah. It so sorry, Bree. You're always welcome to join us on any other movie, <laughs> unless we don't tell you. Unless we don't tell you, like dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jobs, the uh, Ashton Kutcher one, comes out this week. So if you missed that. I heard that, that movie's not very good. Yeah. There were even like whole panels where they had uh, Steve Weeby or not Steve Weeby, uh, <laughs> Steve Wozniak. Steve Weeby came on just for mm. no reason. Just to, said, just first I conquered games. Kong and now I'm going to tell you what a piece hey of guys, shit have any Jobs score. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, Wozniak was uh, like on interviews and stuff talking about how inaccurate it was and things like mm. that. And It's a, yeah, it's a shame. Isn't that based off his autobiography? Uh or a I think biography. that one's not. Yeah, I think that one is based off of a biography. Mm. The one based off of his autobiography, or his, you know, the, the biography that was written by that guy who mm-hmm. was, like, interviewing him for the last few years, that's the one that, um, uh, oh, wow, Social Network, oh, my gosh. Um, Fincher? No, the writer. Oh, my God. Sorkin? Sorkin. That's the one that Sorkin Your is favorite writing. writer? You can't remember his name? He's not necessarily my favorite runner. <laughs> I just like his dialogue. Uh, uh, a tease for season two of Pod Show. There's going to be an episode where me and James are walking down a hall and having dialogue. <laughs> it's going to be called the Sorkin. No, <laughs> oh, man. No, it's, gonna, it's called sor- Sork My Balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan Hawke's Getaway nice. with Selena Gomez comes out this week. You know, there was a week we could have seen that instead. I think we saw Two Guns or something. I yeah, think, that, I think, I think it was in the theaters. For a day, I was sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the Blu-ray of The Canyons. There's nothing really coming out. That's Lindsay good. Lohan. I need a week off yeah. of buying shit, because like, December 3rd, I'm going to buy a shitloads. Yeah. Wait, why? What's December 3rd? Uh, it's The Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Mary Poppins. And a couple other ones. <laughs> I think I'll buy The Wolverine just because I think the Blu-ray is cool looking. Like, that poster design is just pretty yeah. good. Mm. And it's 12 minutes longer. Yeah, that's true. The, uh, you know, there's reports out there saying that this is like the most gruesome, edgy Marvel movie. Period. I liked it. How much did I like it? Stay tuned for Film Explosion, 2013. <gasps> no, I can't believe it. How do you know? Maybe I can't, I can't believe. You know it. what? I liked the Hunger Games last year, and you guys are like, hey, what a piece of shit! You piece of shit! Yeah, that's right. That's you're right. A piece of shit! You pull some pieces of shit out. I know. It's nothing like Avatar, but close. You have bad <laughs> oh, taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Anyway, that's this week. Cool. There's also, like, porn. Thanks, Digital Bits. Thanks, Digital Bits. Hey, I wonder what's happening in the movie news world. It's real news. Uh, just some quick things. Um. We got a trailer for Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Did you guys watch it? No. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. What's weird is, like, the comic and everything I know about the comic, I haven't read it, but everything I've seen about the comic is, like, Noah fighting giants and... 
Are you sure that's Aronofsky's one? Yes. Because I was um, reading that he was going off the Bible. Yeah, that's what's weird. Is I started watching his trailer and I'm like, this is the Bible. Like what? what? Like that's not what I was expecting. Um, so it's it seems weird from Aronofsky. The arc looks cool. It yeah, I think the movie looks looks pretty. Um, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. He's he's gonna have to bring something to that story that doesn't feel like you know, uh, Sunday school. One but, of my favorite. Uh, stupid video games that my neighbor had when I was a, a kid. She had this game called Bible Games, and it wasn't licensed by Nintendo. It was in one of those. Do you remember the Ten Gen games that were black and they didn't? Yeah, they had the like the wedged um, grip part. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those ones. But in it, you were Noah, and you had to run around the level and pick up two of every animal and throw them back in your ark. That was fun. I had a uh, I had a Game Boy game called Joshua that I bought from a Bible store when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and it was like it was clearly not a like a legal Game Boy game really because the cartridge it was not a Game Boy game cartridge um, to the extent that at the bottom of the card it stuck out of your Game Boy real big and at the bottom of the cartridge the actual card itself was just sticking out hmm. like it wasn't protected at all and so it was awkward to put into the thing. Was and it then, a good game? Ah, not really. I would beat like four levels of it, and it, it was what it was one of those. It? Uh, <laughs> it was it was one of those games where like your enemies are, it's it's like a whole bunch of blocks, and there's pathways in the blocks, and you can make pathways in the blocks to get to things. Mm-hmm. Um, but your enemies are are also in like openings, mm-hmm. and so if you if you dig out and free them, then you've got to fight them. Um, so you've got to like do things like dig out stones and drop stones on their heads and crush them instead. So it's and, dig dug. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, but it was with... di- it was dig dug except that sometimes you'd get a horn and all your enemies would die because you're Joshua. Mm, gotcha. um, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, uh, lousy religion. <laughs> the uh, the Hobbit movie that we're getting after the Hobbit is going to be a biography about Tolkien, um, which I'm actually kind of interested in because you know nobody does a lot on him. Uh, I you know they're hopefully it's as good as like um oh shoot what's that movie oh, the Shadowlands there's a there's a um, biography about C.S. Lewis called Shadowlands with Anthony Hopkins. It's pretty good. Um, huge rumors this week that they are going to make a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life, um, <laughs> which, of course, everybody immediately was like, fuck! And then, of course, Paramount was like, no, we're talking about it. Calm, cool your jets. Um, really? Did you read that article? Uh, this one? Yeah. The, the Variety one? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. No, because yeah. Paramount owns the rights to that, and they said, fuck you guys trying to make it. You're not making a sequel to this movie, is what they said. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, they said, fuck you. You can't make this movie. We own the rights to it. That's right. I forgot that. And they said, we're going to block every attempt you are going to do to make this movie, and we'll sue the shit out of you. So, that's good. Yeah, because what are you making a sequel for that movie for? Yeah. No, no, no. There's no reason. There is no reason. Yeah. It's like making one for well, the Wizard of Apparently, they had an amazing idea of his Jimmy Stewart's kids going through the same thing, you know, whatever, 40 years later. Mm-hmm. That was their idea for the plot. Was it really? Is that is that's that an amazing idea? Huh? Is that an amazing idea? It was idea? sarcastic. Okay, good. <laughs> I should hope so. You're laying on pretty thick. This guy doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> um, they uh, the Netflix actually did pick up the killing this time. So the killing has died three times mm-hmm. uh, and still won't die. Uh, Terry Gilliam for the seventh time is going to start trying to make the man who killed D- Don Quixote. Um, Will this actually be the time he's successful? Who knows? Uh, I would like to see that movie. 
like I, at this point, simply out of curiosity to see like what it is about this idea that has haunted him for his entire career. Um, Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark is going to shut down in January. So yeah, I heard it's making it makes a million dollars a week in box office, but it costs one point two million dollars a week to run. Wow, yeah. man, one point two million dollars for so a stage show. Run, I don't know. It's got to be that there's just a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. like to run the gimbals and you know whatever still, all that shit is. I mean, <laughs> liability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times they break an actor's leg? How many lawsuits they still have to pay for? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and then very last thing, and this, I still don't know that I believe this, but uh, AMC is genuinely making an effort to bring Preacher to make a TV show out of out of Preacher. Uh, which That's one where they're using Seth Rogen, right? Um, yeah, so Seth Rogen is somehow involved, maybe in a producing way, maybe not. Um, or, you know, maybe in an actual acting way. I don't Hopefully know. in a Green Hornet way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what character he could play in in that The funny guy. Book. What was the funny guy? <laughs> yeah, but the funny guy is a, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it would work. But um, <laughs> Preacher is, th- this honestly feels like they're looking at The Walking Dead and saying, oh, the reason that people are watching The Walking Dead and enjoying it is because it is so out there and crazy and we're showing people stuff they they don't believe they can see on TV. I mean, uh, The Walking Dead this week was was one where, like, yeah, I saw some stuff and I was like, oh, shit, they, you can't show it. How can you show this on TV? Again, they, they keep <laughs> surprising the zombie's me. head off backwards. That was awesome. Yeah. Yes, exactly that one. Um, Preacher, if they actually do the shit that's in Preacher... Uh, I don't even know that I'm okay with saying that. Like, I I don't know that I want to see this shit on TV because um, it's fucked up and crazy and weird and out there. Um, I I don't believe this is gonna happen. Um, you guys haven't read Preacher, right? No. No. Um, so Preacher is about basically like a half angel, half demon um, gets into this preacher from south from Texas, um, and it gives him. It gives him some powers, the, the biggest of which is that he has the ability to overcome somebody's willpower so he can, like, say something to somebody and they have to do it, um, which has some horrible ramifications. And then basically, oh, and God is on vacation. Um, so God's gone on vacation and the uh, Jesse, the preacher, goes looking for God uh, with his girlfriend and vampire dude friend. Um, and crazy batshit things happen. Um there's a dude who makes women out of meat. They they meet like the the farthest descendant of Jesus who has been so inbred that he's just like super retarded and there's these super fat guys and like it's just really out there and weird. Um and man, it would there would be riots in the street if if like families watched that on TV. Um they've adapted all the comics by now, right? Like no. There's nothing else to draw from no. comic wise like all the comics have been turned mm. into entertainment nope very very far from it hmm. we still don't have well we still don't have a preacher and they've been trying to do that for a, a long time we still don't have a lock and key a why the last man i think um, an i kill giants would be a great movie oh man Shh, don't tell anybody <laughs> joe kelly if you're listening let me write the script <laughs> Joe um, Kelly's like fuck you I'm writing this script <laughs> I know right <laughs> like, why would I give you any money to do my job um, yeah no no there's there's a lot out there hmm. um, this one I think is just so flashy 
and and very popular because it's also the book that in, in the comic world made it sort of proved that you could do, really do horror comics um like good horror comics because usually horror comics end up being real junky you know yeah like they they tend to just like there's a very few that stick out that do very well yeah they end up sort of being slapsticky um so this was this was a book where like they really did shit that was just fucking weird and scary and you know um but it's good i i, I really love the series uh maybe Kevin, they can pull it off yeah i would hope so uh actually because I, I i do like the story that they tell um it's just hard to watch so anyway that's news uh well there's a couple other things you missed yeah uh sony is mining the spider-man uh characters to make spin-off movies yeah um you know, the most popular one is they're going to make a Venom solo movie, which uh, I don't think they should. Um, there's yeah. a couple other characters in Spider-Man canon that would work better. They, they've they been talking about this, especially the Venom thing. They've been talking about it for a while. and Yeah, the I, Amy Pascal, who's the chairman of Sony, said, yeah, why wouldn't we use Spider-Man? But I don't know how far the web <laughs> stretches for characters they can use. I don't know if there's some characters that fall in that in-between you know what I mean? They're, they yeah. can be an X-Men and can be an Avengers. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, th- I think it's something where, like, the truth is when you reach out beyond Spider-Man in, in Spider-Man's rogues gallery and such, I don't know that there's a lot of stuff that could carry a movie. You know, the only thing I think that would actually work in Spider-Man world is if they did a frontline one where it's the reporters who are reporting on yeah. the supervillains and the heroes, which I think like would be Pulse. cool if there was an investigator. Yeah, an investigative reporter. Uh, ben Urich or something, I think would work pretty well. Oh yeah, that would be cool, dude. If Fox did like a Daily Planet show where your your main character was like, you know, a a Clark Kentish sort of writer, and then J.J. J. Jameson was in every episode, like that would be, you know, yeah. I don't know that that show like would that. be good, but at least that's a that's a take they could go on it. But if they just said like, oh, we're gonna make a Venom movie, we're gonna make a like, Doc Ock movie, or um, the shocker. <laughs> we're going to make a movie about... Yeah, yeah absolutely, the shocker. Because some of the other like characters... The Black Cat, you know? Oh, you oh, yeah. make one of the Black Cat. Yeah, That'd be you know, pretty cool. It, some of the other characters, like the Black Cat or the uh, the Punisher, things like that, that, that are... They sort of walk that line between also being heroes or where they could actually carry a book. Um, not being straight-up villains, they've already been done. The Punisher's been done, mm-hmm. you know? Ghost Rider's been yeah. done. I guess, yeah, Black um, Cat would probably work. Yeah, you could do Black Cat. Uh, and also, too, the... <laughs> I, it's been all over. It was on Variety, it was on Movie Phone and Slash Film. Is uh, Warner Brothers registered a bunch of names? Oh, that's right for uh, Superman, Batman, and everyone says, "Well, oh, these names are so stupid." I don't think they're the actual names of the movie. I think they bought these websites so no one could buy the websites. Yeah, and you know, piggyback off of the success of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do that all because the time. I mean, some of them don't even make any sense. It's like uh, they focus on. Uh, Blackness and nightness. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just because they're trying to, so people don't say, uh, Superman, Batman, the darkest of nights, or whatever those do- yeah. dorky ones are. Well, and, you know, they test all these names all the time. Yeah. And the thing, the thing you do is, when you start talking about names in small rooms, one of the first things you do is you go get the websites for them. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, are we ever going to see any of those stupid titles for, the, for Amazing Spider-Man 2? No. Probably not. But I bet they own all the websites for oh, them. Oh yeah, um, this, it, it's it's one of those like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, okay, we can talk about this, but 
um, you know, one of those names is so much like Into Darkness. Yeah. That you're like, no, last year we had a Star Trek movie with the same subtitle. Like, you can't use that. I don't know why they just don't call it Superman Batman. Yeah. With a yeah. slash in it. <laughs> the world's yeah. finest. The world's finest. Superman versus Batman. Batman versus Superman. You've got so many options. Krypton versus Gotham. Batman of Steel. <laughs> That's, that one's the best. <laughs> That's probably one of the actual names. One of the registered. One yeah. of the registered. Yeah. 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 Man of Bat. Yeah. Steel <laughs> of Bat. Knight of Steel. Cool. Tomorrow of Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Men of Tomorrow. That'd be cool. Mm. Mm. It doesn't mm. take place in the future. Clash of Titans. Oh, no, that's... Uh... Superman of Tomorrow's Night. <laughs> getting worse and worse. Yeah, this is. Why are we in Warner Brothers War Room? I'm thinking up these names. Yeah, why are we registering domain names for them? <laughs> Let's try and beat them to the punch. Yeah. Also, here's here's the other reason you register domain names like that. Hey, it's been four weeks since we talked about Superman, Batman, and now we're talking about it again. Like, yep. You know, speaking of comic book characters, these aren't dumb. You want to talk about comic books? Yeah, we can do that. It's James this week. No, it's not. I talked about Captain America last week. No, you didn't. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Um, I don't mean I'm going to do this again in a month anyway, cause, but fuck you guys. Uh, Lock and Key's on his last two issues, and I still adore this series. And Lock and Key Alpha number one which is actually, like, it's effectively the end of the series, as far as all of the drama and action is concerned. Um, and uh, Lock and Key's about this house where... There are all these magical keys, and if you put the right key in the right door, it does something magical, basically. Um, and there are all kinds of things from you can turn into a ghost, or you can sort of go back in time and watch the way history was performed, or you can you know, trap people in certain things. You can change your sex. You can change what you look like, things like that. Um, and it's really... I look over how how much has changed and how far these characters have come in let's see, six books, so, what, that's 30, 34 issues, somewhere around there. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Um, the, the dramatic heights that he gets to, uh, that Joe Hill, who's the writer, uh, gets to in, in this last issue, second to last issue, it's really good. Um, and, and watching how well he planned out this whole arc, it's why I love comics. Um, because... Even on TV, where you can do these long story arcs, it's really hard to execute them as as perfectly as you can in comics. You know, where you can really pay attention to the details and get everything exactly the way you want it to. Uh, and this book feels that way. Uh, Lock and Key feels like a perfectly executed idea, um, and it's just so much fun to read. Um, so it is. I love when you gave me the trades. It, they're yeah. so well drawn too. The oh. God. Gabriel Rodriguez is one of my favorite artists now. That's a, that's a horror comic done really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I was, yeah, I was terrified. Because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a series that is coming to an end. They can kill anyone they want mm. to. Um, and while, you know, I knew that there were certain characters that had certain ways out, um, the, way, the way that it all ties up is great. And, I, yeah, I was, I was afraid, you know. There are moments where characters are... They've killed plenty of people at this point, and characters are are in some deep shit. And I was just like, "Oh man, Joe Hill, what are you gonna do to me?" <laughs> but um, I'm very happy with where it's going, and I'm really excited. What I kind of like is that 
he's he's wrapped all that stuff up and there's a whole nother issue coming um so i'm really excited to see what's in that issue and how he's going to tie up the the emotional beats do you have the um, single issues or you just have the trades i have the single issues i have every single issue since um the end of the second trade i think um and then i'm going to go back and get i know the early ones are hard to find they I, are i was at uh colorado coins cards and comics where you can pick up lock and key and your hold slot and get 20 percent off when it's released yeah and guarantee you seeing the end of it uh they have the first issue and you know Coins, cards, and comics, they sell their comics pretty cheap. Yeah. You can get it there, James, for $30. No fucking way. Let's go tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> they close on Sundays. Damn it. But oh. it, you know where it's at? It's not in his normal display case. He has a case kind of against the back wall, and it has um, a bunch of Infinity Gauntlet books. and uh, Like recent books. Well, I guess Infinity Gauntlet's not that recent, but I guess in comic book world it's recent. But he has hard-to-find books, and I saw Lock and Key there, and I thought of you. Man, I um, for my my wish list for DCC next year. He's probably at the top of it. Joe Hill is probably at the top of it. I would love to get a chance to to see him and talk to him and and hear him talk about. Lock well, they and announced key. the guy who played Chekhov. Interesting um, to see that. What's that guy's name? Walter Koenig. Mm-hmm. He's there. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see that. Announcement. And then Michael Rooker, the Rook. Michael Rooker, yeah, dude. That's and cool. a bunch of Power Rangers. Yeah, is that popular again? Oh yeah, it's it's yeah it's. It's like uh, the My Little Pony thing. I have no idea. Stan who. Uh, did our wonderful zombie art for us? Yes, Dan Yan. Yeah, he talks about that. He does the brony stuff all the time. Yeah, I have it's so. Yeah, I just don't get. I it. don't get it. But yeah. you know what? It's for somebody. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Sixty-seven hundred Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Check them out. They yeah. have it, and they got some. Of, they've got the trades of Lock and Key, which you'll get a discount on. Plus, they've got some of the uh, old issues there. Um, and if so, you can't yeah. find him, just say hi to Andrew. He's always in the back uh, comic book area. He'll find it for you. Yeah. Uh, he's but, on the lookout for me. I'm I'm trying to uh I told him if he's ever seen one of the comics I really want to get that's hard to find is the issue before Gwen Stacy dies. Mm. Yeah. Spider Man fights the Hulk in it. And I asked him last time I was there, I says, Have you ever seen this issue? Is it just one that like it's be- so... because it's followed by one of the biggest yeah, issues that exactly. nobody cares that's about that I asked issue? Andrew, I said, Have you because I have never I've seen screenshots of it. I've never physically held it. I've never seen it anywhere. Hmm. Um, and so I'm interested to get it. I, I don't know if it's a great issue or... I mean, the yeah. cover's really cool. He's fighting the Hulk on it. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's because it um, precedes such a major event yeah. that it's kind of a forgotten comic because he told me that near Mint it was 160 Wow. So he said, you know, probably if he got one, it'd probably be $30, $40 because it's not going to be a near Mint quality. One, right. But, so it's just interesting. So yeah. I hope he finds one for me and then he remembers that I want it. I'm sure you will. I hope he makes a point to not sell that lock and key till I can get up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a good price on lock and key one, man. Cool. I guess it's time to talk about things we watched this week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about them and listening to what you guys have to say through my amazing Tweaked Audio earbuds. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can log yeah. on to tweakedaudio.com. And when you're logging out and buying product, type in Real Nerds in the promo code, and you'll get a third off your whole order. R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S. And we'll sound fucking amazing. <laughs> so make sure that you get those from tweakedaudioearbuds.com. I love my natural volume three, or version three. Version three. Version three. Volume won't make any sense. Mm-mm. So thank you, Tweaked Audio. Awesome. So uh, I saw a few things this week. Uh, I'm trying to catch up on movies I've wanted to watch. Um, from this year? From this year. And uh, the first movie I watched was Grown Ups 2. 
Um, really? I actually bought it. I was at Walmart um, getting stuff for work, and they had a Grown Ups 1 and Grown Ups 2 and a two-pack, and it was 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Have you seen Grown Ups 1? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did um, you like it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the thing with those movies is I think they're funny, but I don't know what the like the real plot of the movies are. It's It seems to me watching them, it's Adam Sandler and his friends hanging out and just riffing on each other. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Is there Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. There you go, basically. No. Oh, that's so unfair towards <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Um, that's right. Grown Ups isn't a remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, the first one is about uh, Adam Sandler's character is this hotshot Hollywood agent, and his wife is Selma Hayek, and she's a fashion designer. And they grew out of touch with their um, childhood, and their basketball coach passed away, and they all get back together and um, just reminisce about the old days. It has Chris Rock, David Spade. Uh, why is his name? Paul Blart. What's I can't remember. Kevin oh, James. Kevin yeah. James and Rob Schneider are in it. And they all have their own little quirky uh, characters. I think David Spade's always really funny because he plays a sarcastic kind of uh, butthole. Um, and so the second one uh, picks up and Adam Sandler's moved back to his hometown and he gave up being a Hollywood agent. Um, and, they, uh, and the movie's actually pretty funny. I, I don't know why people... I, I, I like Adam Sandler and I don't know why people have such a problem with his movies. I mean, there are some stupid things. It does open with him being urinated on by a deer, mm. which <laughs> is lame. But once you get past that, when it's his friends hanging out together, it's really funny. Um, Nick Schwartzen is in it, and he plays the bus driver, and he's all high on ecstasy. And so he stops by Adam Sandler's house, and he's like, I'm here to pick up your kids! <laughs> so Adam Sandler ends up driving the bus, but he passes out in the bus, and he's like, hey, watch this! And he stops on the brakes, and you just see his slide all the way back and hit his head against the wall. <laughs> it's stupid shit like that, and it, it's really funny, but what was really odd about the movie is Rob Schneider is not in it, and they don't mention what happened to him or where he went. Oh. So I don't know if there was like a falling out uh, with Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler. Well, I, I, he's probably too busy doing a sitcom, but it's weird they didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. It, it's, it's really bizarre that he's just gone. Um, and then David Spade meets his son for the first time. His son is 16 years old, or 13, 13 to 16, I forget what they say, but uh, he thinks he's going to be this little kid, and so he has this teddy bear, and he gets off the bus, and he's all tatted up, and he has a mustache, and uh, he looks like David Spade, but like a kid version of him, and it's pretty funny, and he cuts the head off his teddy bear, and <laughs> you just have to watch it. David Spade's really funny in it. But the the best part is Taylor Lautner plays this... Uh, frat guy who starts a fight with adam sandler and all his friends and they have this really stupid handshake and adam sandler and his friends don't get why they're so such douchebags but the guys play being douchebags really funny like all the frat guys you've seen in yeah. your life so it's pretty funny and then they have this war at the end and you know it's harmless i liked it cool i have fun watching those movies do you think like douche frat guys like ever go to movies and then see themselves they probably in do those movies. Hey, like me. What's going on? Or they just laugh at it like those guys are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exaggerated versions of ourselves. So yeah, I had fun with that one. I uh, I also watched um, the Purge, which oh. is an Ethan Hawke movie, um, produced by the guy named Jeremy uh, Blum, who is a genius when it comes to making low budget horror movies. Um, he does Paranormal Activity, Insidious, The Conjuring. Uh, he did Sinister. 
he does all those kind of movies where he makes has the movies budgets like four or five million dollars and they end up making like ninety million dollars. He's like he's the producer on all. Yeah, this. yeah, okay. So he finds the projects and he you know puts up the money for them and then he promotes them and helps them get off the ground. Um, the purge, if you don't remember, is one day a year all crime is legal in America, and by doing this, it says crime rates dropped below one percent and because everybody can get their yayas off for one day. Ethan Hawke plays a security guy who installs security in houses around his block, and he makes lots of money doing it. And so he's the guy behind, you know, the windows or the blinds go down or whatever. Um, and and the movie, I don't know, it's not scary. It's not really that like suspenseful. Um, the characters make really stupid choices in it, and I know that sounds stupid saying in a horror movie, but you know, no. you know, still, I still like a, some, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I wanted you, it to be somewhat not dumb. Yeah, you got to sell some. that stuff. Yeah, like, I forgive some stuff, and in it, I mean, uh, his son. I, I understand what his son's saying. He does understand why it's okay to kill people, and like that's the big message. It says, "Why is it okay to kill people? And why is it okay for one day? You're even if it gets it off your chest, and you're you know doing it for one day. You know why is it okay? And so his son lets in this um, black guy who is being terrorized by these people who just want to kill him because he's homeless, and he doesn't. Uh, they call him like a homeless pig and that's why they're going to kill him. Um, but the subplot is, is his daughter is her boyfriend sneaks into her house for the purge and Ethan Hawke doesn't like her boyfriend because her boyfriend is older than her. And so he tries to kill Ethan Hawke and then Ethan Hawke ends up killing the kid. And instead of the girl staying with the family, she runs away in the house while these other guys are trying to break in and kill them. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you just don't stay together. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, there's some okay parts in it. I, I don't know. It's just whatever. It's one of those movies where I watch and it's like, yeah, I guess yeah. this was an hour and 20 minutes. I'll never get back. <laughs> um, I, th- I mean, I thought I had heard good things about it, but I can see why some people like, know. I mean, there's some cool shots in it. Uh, there's a really awesome shot of, um, Lena Hetty is, yeah. uh, his wife and she's walking through the house and one of the mask people like jump in behind her and kind of stalks her throughout the house, which is kind of cool. Um, other than that, it seemed to me like a lot of it was just that premise that, you know, yeah, seemed original enough that people liked it. Yeah. It was whatever. It's, I don't know. There's a cool scene where he sticks an ax in some chick's stomach though. You know, whatever. (laughs) Um, and the last thing I watched is I watched um, uh, Empire State with oh snap with uh, Liam ne- uh, Liam Neeson Liam Hemsworth uh, Emma Roberts and The Rock yeah um, the poster sells it as this huge rock vehicle where yeah. you know the rock's front and center it's, and he's it has like the rock pose you know what I mean yeah like it's it's the fifth movie that The Rock was in this year um, I. I I was more interested in it when I was at Redbox and I didn't know what to get and I know it was on. Um, Netflix. So I could have watched it for free, but what sold me on is I was reading the description of it, and the guy who directed um, directed it also directed uh, a guide to recognizing your saints. Yeah, which is a movie I kind of enjoyed with Robert Downey Jr. because the performances of him and Channing Tatum were really good in it. So I said, you know what, I'll check it out because um, it's actually based on a true story. Um, hmm. So the, the story is is Liam Hemsworth's character Chris is. Uh, he wants to be a cop, but his friend um, was busted for drugs, and he lied and said his name was Liam Hensworth's character's name. 
And this was like in the 70s, so they didn't have a way to check it. So he couldn't be a police officer. So he takes a job as a security guard for armored trucks. And on his like third day, his partner gets murdered. And then so he's put on duty at their like warehouse or their building where they drop off the money. While he's there, he realizes that the can- way the cameras are focusing on the money is there's a whole part of the section of the vault, I don't even know what you'd call it, where you can get money and you couldn't even see it on camera. Yeah. Um, and so he, first he steals 25 grand and they don't even notice because they don't even count the money. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but he has a skis ball friend who decides he wants to rob it more. The Rock plays uh, NYPD detective who is assigned to the case when um, his partner is murdered and then the money's taken from another from the warehouse uh the rocks in it for like maybe 10 minutes no way yeah and he i mean he always has just the scenes where um he says you know this is bullshit go check this out and he does have some he does have a so really he's cool like, so he's like the police captain yeah basically wow uh he ha- he does have this great scene where uh liam hemsworth comes in because uh, there's a section where there's a shootout and liam hemsworth kind of saves his the rock's life and the rock is uh interviewing him because he knows something's not right like because his friend, he obviously helped his friend steal this money, and he's playing stupid. So The Rock has this great interrogation scene with him, but that's about it. And the movie is meh. Aww. Nothing really exciting happens. It's like your typical heist movie and yeah, whatever. That's too bad, because, yeah, you know, it, I mean, not that it, it's a straight-to-DVD movie. I certainly never expected it to be great. Actually, it's but... not. It opened in, like, five theaters. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, because the first I saw of it was, well, in yeah. f- five theaters is hardly... Because I did no. research on it, and uh, yeah, it opened in New York and L.A. or something. It's a okay. really small movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can tell it doesn't have a big budget, and I think that's too why you know The Rock's only in it for a little bit. Emma Roberts is only in it for a little bit. But the fact that like he is he is the poster, The Rock. Yeah, um, that's just that's really crazy. So yeah, yeah, it was you know, yeah, I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, of all the Rock's movies this year, it's probably the least one i liked i'm still gonna watch it just so i can say i saw all five <laughs> movies that the you know, rock did this it says year. on netflix i mean it's oh yeah it's, it's on not, netflix it's, for free i'll you know i mean it's not it's not a terrible movie and it's you know you can get by and watching it and have fun yeah yeah i'll check it out uh, that's what i watched this week what'd you guys watch brad you go first me yeah not a lot um i went and saw terminator 2 at the alamo draft house is that is that good uh, you know what? Um, a little disappointed. A little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> First time I seen it, people said it was great. It's not that great. No, I'm kidding. Of course, it's a classic. Um, I I forgot to ask them. It seemed like their print was actual film. Oh, cool. It was really fu- fuzzy. Um, but yeah, it's fuzzy, it's, fuzzy like out of focus, or fuzzy like there was just grain. It was, you know, as if they blew it up mm. larger than it was supposed to be. Hmm. So I don't know if it was like maybe. I can't imagine it was a DVD print that they projected on a 4K or something, but yeah. uh, it just didn't seem as crisp yeah. as, say, some other movies might be. That's say, say a Blu-ray yeah. at that size. I don't know. It just didn't... Um, Cause, yeah, mean, when, when we saw To Kill a Mockingbird, that was gorgeous. Yeah, so I was confused. Like, you guys said it was so... Yeah, but we pristine, saw when but, we saw Jason X, it didn't look that good either. Yeah, yeah, it was washed out and stuff. But anyway, didn't really American take away graffiti. from the... American Graffiti looked good. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, it's got to just be the copy of the stuff. I'm sure it's not yeah. uh, the quality of work that Alamo's putting in. Insignificant to overall thing. Like, the movie's just fantastic. Yeah. Like, it is a bit of... It is mostly just, like, Cameron going back and 
being able to do like a bigger budget better quality version of the terminator yeah um with but, a with a slightly i think better plot yeah um the plot the plots a, like it's not too much of a change like yet yeah, the the original terminator is now the good guy like that's but it's a clever right a spin on it instead of yeah. just like going back and doing another terminator right and um it one of the funny things is i was saying i haven't seen terminator 3 you know like since at the theater i think mm-hmm. um but when jonathan mostow did like all those nods back to Terminator 2. It was like such a bad choice because Terminator 2 is just, you know, a rehash of Terminator 1 with variances. Um, so when they do gags that repeat from the first movie, you know, they're not treated as silly. And the third one, say like when he goes into that bar again mm. yeah. and gets like the, the clothes and the glasses and this time they're like sparkly glasses. Like, yeah. Like doing it a third time is just like such a poor choice yeah i'd have to watch it again i do think in the third one i do love the scene where they're he's he's going downtown on the crane and stuff oh Mm -hmm. yeah like i think the action scene is pretty badass i i genuinely think the terminator 3 is really good um really yeah yeah. i I mean i think there's stuff like that that's that's shitty i think um ah, yeah it just turns it's just like it it's like also to me it's like someone made a spoof of terminator 2 like it just turns terminator 2 into a joke I I actually I don't remember it very well. I have it. I should watch it again. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say some shit that is blasphemous in in certain communities like this one. But I think that Terminator 2's plot is messy, and that Terminator 3 plugs some of its holes. Um, as far as far as the way that the the time stuff works in Terminator 2, it's already um, a paradox. Like even no, the I first know. one, so like yeah, it doesn't get much messier than that. Um, well, I I mean yeah, but it's it's a pretty straightforward paradox. It's a it's a very straightforward loop um, where Terminator 2 gets messy. Um, and and I I love Terminator 3's ending. Um, I love. I don't well, remember it. Um, they they accept that that this is actually going to happen. Yeah, they, they oh, stop yeah, fighting Judgment Day. No, and I, I, I just thought that was super smart. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> that movie's not, like, always brilliant, you know. A lot of the stuff with the TX is really dumb, but it's certainly better than Terminator Salvation, um, which is a hot mess. Yeah, I actually liked it. Me too. <laughs> yeah. um, I, so I still have to watch the director's cut, because it might I be haven't better. seen... I think that Terminator 2 theatrical cut in so long because the version i have is a skynet edition that's true and so i it's so you have the extra long one yeah so i don't remember i I know there's more comedy with uh with schwarzenegger in it so is the line where he says i need a vacation still in that one yes is that in the theatrical i could i can never remember they showed the theatrical one and when i went home i was like i want to watch the extended one Mm -hmm. and then apparently my edition which is not the skynet edition is just the theatrical one really Hmm. so i wasn't able to like double check like yeah, that's so what was missing because I felt like yeah, like I've seen the extended one before, so yeah. I was trying to remember like what did I miss. But yeah, I ordered the anthology because it's twenty bucks oh, on cool. Amazon, so I'll be watching the whole series pretty soon. Yeah, cool. I, I always have an itch because when I was at Target right now, they have Terminator One and Two on Blu-ray for five dollars. Yeah, so um, now I get the anthology. <laughs> yeah, so I might get the anthology 20 bu- for like, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. that's totally worth it. Um, just to check them out again because I do love the movies and I yeah. think Terminator 2 is one of the best action movies ever. And I want to check out 3 again because I haven't seen it in over a decade and uh, Salvation I liked but I mean not enough to own right away. <laughs> um, also I, think- I forgot uh, in that huge you know big screen seeing Terminator 2 you can totally see Robert Patrick's cock and balls. Really? <laughs> what? Yep. When he's naked and he pierces the T-1000 for the first time Yeah. and he's kneeled down like on the small screen 
obviously I'm not trying to look <laughs> to notice, but on the big screen where you can't really avoid most of the screen, <laughs> yep, his uh, junk wow. is hanging down Man. between his legs. Yep. Man, I'll have to watch and see if I can check out his dick. <laughs> wow. I think, uh, just to be fair, I I think part of why I don't like Terminator Salvation so much is because I think that McG's original ideas for what that movie was going to be were really cool before Christian Bale got on that project and fucked it all up. Um, mm. So I think I think I'm sort of bitter in that what that movie could have been was so awesome um, that what it ended up being was, See, was. I think it has that great scene. I love it's pretty early when he jumps on the helicopter and it's one long continuous shot of him yeah. on the helicopter and it crashing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Oh no no the action scenes in that movie are great. They are. Yeah. I think there's an opportunity. I, again, I have to watch it in a long time, but in the end, like going with the Dark Knight thing where the the uh, John Connor can just be an idea. Yeah. So it doesn't mm-hmm. like they totally missed that opportunity. Yep. It, like they just revived him, you know. Yeah. Yep. He should have just been another different guy. I agree. Or I think they should have cut off his face and made him a Terminator. Yeah. yeah I, I think because... they should have cut off his face and put him on Sam Worthington and have and, and, and I think that is pretty much exactly what McG wanted. And that's why Christian Bale was going to be in the movie, but only a little bit, because the sequels where where Christian Bale was a Terminator that was that looked like John Connor was then were then going to be Christian Bale. But when Christian Bale came on, he was like, "No, I want more scenes." And they added this whole subplot with Christian Bale and the submarine and all this shit that bogs that movie down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. What do you got, James? Oh, okay. Uh, well, while we're talking about robot people, um, I didn't watch much this week because I have a PlayStation 4 and all I'm doing is playing a nice. screen. I'm sorry. Fuck you. I'll, I'll get back. Why don't you brag about some more, man? Um, no, no, no. I feel bad. Like, halfway through the week, I was like, fuck, I should watch something, but I... It's all right. Anyway. It's okay. I got a Wii U. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> so the... Uh, <laughs> uh, I did get a chance to watch Almost Human, though. Uh, I've only seen the first episode, though. Uh, and this is the show produced by J.J. Abrams, but it doesn't feel like I he's got... almost semen. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't hear that right. Um, it's Carl Urban in it, uh, and it's set in the future, and it's a it's a gritty, very um, Blade Runner-inspired future. Um, you know, a lot, lot of uh, neon signs in the background and all that. Um, not quite as well executed. I would say it's more like a Total Recall, the remake, you know? It, it comes across that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically... Hot Chicks Fighting Sweet. Yeah, it's not as good as that. Um, <laughs> Carl Urban plays a cop who gets his leg like every character in a movie where there's a character who doesn't like future robots. Uh, he loses a limb and gets it replaced with a robot limb. Um, and then he ends up, in, in this version of the future, every cop has a partner and that partner is a robot. Um, just sort of to keep, you know, a, a to help them, you know, and protect them but also sort of to keep an eye on them and make sure that nobody's going crazy. Um, but at this point, they've they've had a version of robots that are very human and have, like, emotions and stuff, but they had it, you know, there were errors to that, and they would freak out and kill people or whatever. Um, and so now they've moved to one where they're very inhuman, and, you know, sure, they look human, but they don't act it. Um, so he doesn't really like having or he oh and he's been in a coma for two years so he wakes up from being in a coma and they're gonna force this robot partner on him um and there's all these like rebels or whatever like these terrorists um they're doing some weird thing um and there is a really good scene where like his his annoying robot is in the car with him and he's just like fuck i don't want a robot partner um so he just 
opens the car door and pushes it out and we get this really great cg shot of like the robot bouncing on the ground and then getting like tugged up underneath a car and just shredded and you're like it was totally unexpected i really liked it um but the effect is that like the the bureau is out of all these super future robots so they've got to pair him up with an older model and the older model has emotions and acts human um and uh, it's not bad. It's it's you know it's interesting. And if you want a sci-fi show, like yeah, sure, give this a shot. Um, my biggest fear here is that it's going to become very episodic. I think that's what they want it to be. Um, I I think they want a easy, cheap show that they can get people hooked on and and just tell sort of cop stories in the future with this like you know wacky robot side character. Um, I think Carl Urban is really good. Um, I think he he. Even though the character itself is sort of hackneyed and very iRobot, I think he makes it its own, his own, and you know, I could I could like that character, um, but it it just comes off like it's been done before. Um, I, I didn't I didn't feel like it was really bringing anything new. It never showed me anything where I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, but you know, I think I think it's probably better than like Continuum or some of the other sci-fi shows that have been on and they've been really popular so um if you are into those shows definitely right check people this making one out. it though too say again has cool people making it so yeah oh yeah no I, I think it's shot really well i think it does it looks cool um the the design is is neat um and i i think i'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot i think i'm gonna try to keep up with it at least for five or six episodes and just see if it goes anywhere um you know, because not every not every show. Hey, I'm still watching Shield, and I really like it right now. But that that show had a rough first four or five Which episodes. Uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, Agents of Shield. Um, you said Shield. I'm like the Michael Chiklis movie. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, Agents of Shield is not my favorite title, so I never actually call it that. Um, Colson yeah. Files. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all right. You know. I think people ought to check it out. Um, it's certainly got potential. So, Cool. But that's everything I watched. Sorry, I got one last thing I forgot to talk about in Terminator. Of course you did. I wanted to highlight a really badass moment that like seemed even more badass than I remember. Mm-hmm. When they're uh, getting chased down by the T-1000 in the liquid nitrogen truck, and yeah. they're in mm-hmm. like a little tiny uh, pest control truck, and uh, uh, Arnold runs out of um, like the grenade bullets. So he pulls out the M16, and then this is, you know, it's a CGI-infused movie, but it's still more stunts than CGI. Yeah. So it's just this real stunt of this guy getting out of the driver's side of that little truck oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. climbing into the back of the bed and then jumping, like, climbing up on top of the rig and just gunning down the T-1000, oh, yeah, like, right awesome. through the window. While he's, this guy is actually sitting on the hood. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that's yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's a real stunt because he's like, choo, 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 and you see the team yeah. getting annihilated, <laughs> getting blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I should watch that movie. But that's a real stunt guy, like yeah. riding on that. They're going like sixty miles an hour. Yeah, go stunt guys. Totally. That's it, huh? Yep, that's it. Cool. So this week we saw the Hunger Games catching fire. James, should people go see Hunger Games catching fire? Oh, <laughs> he had to come to me first. Um... So I did not like the Hunger Games, the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of silly stuff in it, and it, you know, I, I don't hate it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, this one is s- substantially better. 
Um, I would even go so far as to say it's a pretty good movie. Um, it's still got some of that silly stuff in it, and it still pulls its punches. I think it if if the third act of this movie succeeded or, or pulled off what I think the first two acts promises, I would be sitting here saying this is a great movie. But I still think that this that when it comes down to really putting these characters in in interesting and hard situations, the movie still pulls its punches, and um, that disappoints me. But uh, I would say it's good enough that I'm probably going to tell my parents to suffer through the first movie so that they can check this one out because I think it's it's pretty fun. I had a, I had a good time. I wasn't bored, um, and the first two acts, I actually genuinely was interested in what was going on. Um, so yeah, it's not bad. Brad, yes or no? Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's a huge following this for this movie, so my opinion really isn't going to matter much. But well, but think about it for like people who aren't already people are going to see this anyway no matter what i say so it doesn't really matter but um no i mean there are people like like my parents who wouldn't necessarily go out to see this unless they heard whether or not it was good or not i'd say it it's a little bit more improved than the first one Mm -hmm. like uh they do things better but overall i was still rolling my eyes and uh at a lot of stuff and I will get into it more, but I think it's almost the exact same movie except for the end. <laughs> <laughs> they hit a lot of the same beats huh. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I'll tell I... you in a minute. <laughs> Ryan? Again, I'm the only one on this podcast that really enjoys these movies. Um, I think the journey of Katniss is really interesting. I think the world they set up is interesting. I think uh, Donald Sutherland as President Snow is uh, a horrible person. Um, I think it has nice little twists in the movie. Um, I, I, I haven't read the books. I took my little niece. My little niece, Taylor, loves the books and loves the movies. Um, well, she, she was she was a little disappointed. They, I guess they changed some stuff in yeah, the, the end. Yeah, the thing she changed. Um, uh, I was, you know, um, when she was talking to me about them, it's the little nuances in books that they're always going to change in movies. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the problem, and I try to, she's only 11, so I try to explain to her, I said, Taylor, you know, sometimes... The problem with making a book into a movie is they lo- they lose those little quirks in them. You know, they yeah. lose. Uh, she was the thing she's disappointed the most is Finnica Finnick Finnick. Uh, his character is different in the book. Uh, yeah. He acts a little differently. And I said, yeah, maybe. And I told her too. I said, well, you know, they're making part three into two parts, so they might be taking some of the things from the second book. And kind of overlaying them into the third. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when I walked out of the Two Towers the first time, I was pissed. Really? Yep. I was I was really pissed. Um, so I, I tried to sort of tell her that, where I was like, you know, sometimes they, you know... And, and even this this morning, when, when we talked to her, I asked her, I was like, so do you, do you like the movie a little more this morning than you did last night? And she was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes when, when you're a fan of those books, it's it's hard the first time you see no, somebody I adapt it. So. I agree. And... Uh, you know, I'm more forgiving though. You know, it, even with Spider-Man and things yeah. like that. Oh, me too. But as long as they get the characters right, and I think Jennifer Lawrence is one of the best actresses we have right now. Um, I think she's uh, she does a really good job. It, here's a trailer for Hunger Games. Um, I think you should see it. Miss Everdeen, you fought very hard in the arena, but they were games. Would you like to be in a real war?
Are you just going to do that? Remember when they were showing the the teaser trailer, and the teaser trailer was literally the mocking J pin on fire. Yeah, yeah. And and everyone was really excited. Remember, <laughs> remember when this movie ends and there's a super masturbatory like symbol. Turns into symbol. Turns into symbol. Aren't you excited? And I was like, really? But uh, the story takes place uh, a little bit after, maybe a year after the first. Well, is it kind of? St- I don't know. They're not real good at telling. Yeah, th- I think it, it's almost a year. I think it's almost a year, but time kind of goes by fast at the beginning. Yeah, there's like yeah. they're going a, a victory lap, and I think that's like yeah. maybe a week before the next Hunger Games. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're on that train for a while. There's a lot of like montage bits on that train, but uh, but yeah. So they're going know, on a victory tour, and what Katniss discovers is she's actually created a rebellion against the capital, against uh, people being oppressed by wealthy people, and it's not fair. And you know, I, I thought the movie uh, conveyed that really well. I think Jennifer Lawrence does a great job uh, carrying these movies. Yeah. Um, because you know that scene. Uh, you know, it's a little early on. Um, they go to District 11, where that little girl from um, Rue Rue died in the first one, and trying to protect Katniss. And she spoke up, and they did their kind of little peace sign or salute, thingy. salute, thinking of you. And uh, you know, they pulled that one guy on stage and executed him. It's a it's a good scene. It is, it's, and it's, it, it was the moment where I was like. Oh shit! Like you, you, you heard what I said about the first movie, and you are going to actually—they <laughs> did. Gonna, I, you're think, gonna I actually... think producers are listening to Real Nerds podcast, yeah. and they saying that James has brings up some good points. But I was, I was genuinely excited because I was like, "Oh man, you're going to actually put Katniss in some shit and make her make some some tough choices." Because because that's a thing where like she is relatively responsible for that, and mm-hmm. she knows it. As soon as it happens, she's like, "Fuck, I I kind of made that happen." Uh, yeah, and that was really interesting. You know, and it, the movie is really interesting because it also takes um what what I love about the Katniss character is she knows what it she needs to do to survive. And if it's hurting Peta's feelings and just discarding him, you know, it sounds cold, but she knows. And it, it's a really interesting character to play where um you know, my my little niece loves Peta. She she thinks he's so cute and he's so her- heroic. And, yeah, um, his short little foot face. Yeah, uh, but you know, so you, you can see he plays a wounded guy in it, and um, it's just I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Here's a scene from the movie, and you let me know what you think about it. You two have a very simple task. I never meant for anyone to get killed. He has to know that. What are you talking about? Who has to know what? Snow. He came to see me. He's worried about rebellion in the districts. He thinks that they don't believe our love story. You know, Candace, you should have told me that before I went out there and tried to give these people the money. I'm sorry, I didn't know what to do. Candace, what were you thinking? Please, please just help me get through this trip. Please just help us get through this. This trip, girl, wake up. This trip doesn't end when you get back home. You never get off this train. You two are mentors now. From now on, your job is to be a distraction so people forget what the real problems are. Stanley Tucci. Uh, he is, uh, Stanley Tucci, he really hams up his performance. In yeah. It. Mm. Uh, He's just chewing scenery. It's it's great to watch. I never didn't see Stanley Tucci, though. Like, I always was looking at him being like, ah, Stanley Tucci, you're hilarious. Yeah. You know? You know, Stanley Tucci's really funny. He's He plays uh, comedy really well. He's really good in Easy yeah. A. If you haven't seen Easy A, you should see Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, yeah, he, he is, that. man. Um, 
Um, but yeah, like that scene, uh, he, he even has a couple of actual interesting moments. Like when, when Pete is on stage and announces that Katniss is pregnant, oh, which yeah. they totally just brush over. Brilliant moment. Yeah. Like that, that, that and it never it, amounts to anything. Right. No, yeah. no, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Well, they, they um, do that because there's like, well, they're trying to stop the hunger games from yeah. happening and I think uh, what, they just don't care. I think it works plot wise because what it actually introduces us to, which this is where maybe my, my biggest issue with the movie comes from. Um, what it actually leads us towards is this idea that all of the tributes that are, um, because the story here is that past tributes are going back into the hunger games. Um, and it introduces us to the idea that they're all out there basically begging for the government to shut this down and to not do it and trying to just really like turn the people against wanting to see this hunger games because they like these people so much. Um, and what's and I guess cool. they get special treatment because, like, Jenna uh, Mullen's character, like, she says all these anti-establishment things, but when the poor people in the streets do it, they get executed. Yeah. Uh, well, they I can understand be- that. Well, because in this in this culture, they're sort of c- celebrities. Um, so in the same way that, like, when a celebrity kills somebody, they get, like, this super long trial and it's on the news for forever and they just get to, you know, run away to a different country. But Katniss um, is, like, the most, like... The biggest celebrity and Snow is like a half step away from ex- like executing her. Well, well but she, she is specifically he, more dangerous. Yeah, than if, he is. but yeah. also too, he knows if he executes her, then the rebellion is going to be way worse. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, there's this weird like the like the peasants like they get executed immediately, but yeah. uh, they or they can even just say like, you know, you guys suck. But like mm. on national TV, the tributes get to say it, but there's like. There's no quick recourse to it. They just plot like, oh, we'll get them down the road. Yeah. You know, I don't understand the difference. But um, It's, I, I think that's sort of what's interesting to me, at least about that whole like that one guy's, beginning sequence. Um, in District 12, you know, when Hamish stands up to like to quell that one general or whatever. Yeah. Like that guy was going to have no problem, like, like just doing his own orders. Yeah. Um, Apparently he he has the the authority to just like not even wait for snow to make a decision. He can just do it himself. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't get super into what that what who has what kind of authority and all of that. I I sort of I sort of took that as that guy feels like it's his job and and he doesn't necessarily care to go and ask the president whether it's okay um because he sees those people as being really dangerous and he thinks that's really important for his like whatever his motivations are i actually really like that actor by the way um his performance like when he's screaming to those people i was like he's yeah it's good um yeah i, I think hmm. my my biggest problem is that so we we get all of this really interesting like political stuff beforehand and yeah there's this rebellion going on and i i do like katniss as this very wounded like vietnam vet you know um post traumatic stress yeah ptsd character uh who really doesn't want to go back and she's afraid to go back and then there's all these people that are sort of they're motivated to not want to participate in this thing and you kind of get the idea that like they are they themselves are going to rebel inside of this Hunger Games in the third act. But what actually happens is not that Katniss actually does anything. For the second movie in a row, the the world happens around Katniss and she sort of avoids ever making any real choices or or really doing 
anything to affect her own fate. She has very little agency in what happens. Basically, people use her as a pawn um, because she's a symbol, and that makes her, to me, a, a less interesting character. Whereas, what I really would want is, you know, you're you're setting up this this world where, okay, when these people become allies and friends, like, eventually they're the only ones left, and they're going to have to kill each other off um, or decide to, to do something better. Um, and it would have been really great and what an awesome opportunity to have that be the thing where everybody else feels helpless in this situation and when she gets down to it where she has to make this choice, she's the one who decides to do something different, decides to change this society um, in a smart way. But that's not what happens. Like, didn't she do that at the end of the movie? How? How did she do that? Like, she, she shoots shot that arrow, arrow to this guy? No, because what we end up happening, finding out is that it was always the plan to get her out. And immediately after she does that, a plane comes and picks her up. And they've got this whole other big plan. And, like, even 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 with that, like, that just... I don't, I don't, I don't see that as, like, I a know, plan. I kind of that, that, disagree, that, though, because one of your issues with the first one is you said she never did anything. Remember, at the beginning of this Hunger Games, she was shooting people with her arrow. Um, she was no, killing a I, bunch of people. Yeah, when it started and she actually did kill, like, kill some people, which, I mean, did she actually kill any? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, she, she shoots shot, the one guy in the leg. Then the when they got back on the, on the cornucopia, she shot that one dude in the throat. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, and I was happy about that. I was like, yeah. Fine, good, kill some kids. I, we we need that. There have to be stakes here. Um, but like I said, you know, this movie is definitely better than the first one. This I think it's shot way fun. better. I, think, I I do too. Uh, yeah. You know, I think maybe I, I I still like the first one a lot. I mean, I think it was number ten in my movies last year. I think it's still fun. I think the first one was actually hindered because I don't think it had a very big budget. Mm. And I think um, Gary Ross when he shot it, that's why he's a little more shaky a little more close-ups. And this one, uh, Francis Lawrence had the ability to, he's going to show this world, he's yeah. going to show it breathe, um, and the the sets look different. Um, I, I Actually, and I really loved Elizabeth Banks' character in this one, because before she was kind of mm -hmm. just the, oh, it's so great and beautiful. And then you find out she actually kind of cares yeah. for these people, and it's she thinks they're getting a raw deal, too. And I think why this movie is successful, too, is because it shows that what Katniss made that decision in the first one that she's going to kill herself because she'd rather kill herself than have to kill her best friend. Um, I think it changed everybody's opinion about it and it changed. And I, I love seeing the difference in the character and every character in the movie is different because of Katniss. And I think it's, it's, it's a really cool message to that the movie delivered. Yeah. And I, I think that every character in this movie is just better written than they were in the first one. I, I, I think that, even down to like Lenny Kravitz's character, there is more emotional grounding in that. And I, I sort of understood that character more mm. than I did in the first one. Where in the first one was just like, Oh, here's this, this weird stuff going on. Um, and part of that is just that this movie doesn't have to introduce you to things. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is blessed with that. Um, so, so instead of having to introduce us to this world, you can instead have these what I what I thought were genuinely really interesting sequences where she's going on this tour and you know, on one hand trying not to start an uprising and on the other hand inadvertently starting one. And I think um, she realizes that she ha that she has no choice. She's yeah, like the uprising is going to happen with her or without her. Yeah, and she might as well embrace the leadership. And that's what happens at the end is um, when she finds out. Uh, spoilers that PETA 
didn't make it out with her and that they only saved her, uh, she has a look on her face like, you know, what the fuck? You guys all lied to me. Yeah. But now she has to fight. And um, I'm looking forward to the showdown with President Snow. Um, I, st- I still think that the romantic triangle thing is, is pretty shitty. See, I, I don't care about that stuff. I, I yeah. care more about um, because, again, you know, and what I do like the Katniss character is she's not defined by the relationships she's in where um, where Bella from Twilight is, yeah. you know, oh, I can't be anything without Edward. Yeah. Um, Katniss fights for her relationships with her with Gail and for her mom and her sister. Yeah. I think that's different than um, you're fighting your urges not to cry because your boyfriend's a vampire and won't sleep with you because yeah. his dick is made of rock and it'll hurt her so bad or whatever yeah. the fuck those stories are trying nope, to convey. Nope. You know, you had it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what that movie was about. Right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, I might be more forgiving. Like, I like the movies a lot. I really do. Yeah. I think they're really well done. Um, but you know what? That's why we have a pod show. And that's why everybody has a different opinion. Podcast. Podcast. We do have a pod show, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I as as many problems as I have with this movie, I, I do think it was fun. And I, I do think that um, certainly if you obviously if you like the first one, you got to check this one out because it's um, it's way better. <laughs> I, it, it's also the silly shit is way better. So like the the fire dress, the CG looks more like actual fire. It doesn't, you know, the the fire doesn't move like it has its own mind to it. Um, the bird dress is silly, but uh, whatever. Um, the the animals and stuff in the oh yeah they look pretty good. They they yeah they look all right, but they're at least more believable and less just wonky. Like in the in the last episode the movie, scared Taylor. She was really scared of those. Hey, those yeah, monkeys. that no, that jump with the monkey. When the monkey comes at at Peta, I was <laughs> like, whoa, huh. you know. I mean, it's a jump effect, whatever. But um, I, I think they just do a better job at taming down the like. Maybe yeah, sure. Maybe in the book they explain that those monkeys spit acid and they <laughs> they got like crazy whatever disease okay. mouth. Fine, all right but, then. That was my my Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he's crawling back up from the. Yeah. And, yeah. And the what's the acid spitting dinosaur's name? Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Um but they <laughs> they don't waste our time telling us that stuff cuz we don't need to know. Um still weird, you know, the whole clock thing. I'm just like, why why? But whatever. That's the story. It's a game. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and that that's the thing. Like in this one, that works but I I I bought that more. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. It's like a big board game." Okay. Sure. Um Whereas if they if they cut away and were like they're crazy super bees, I'd be like, why are you killing the momentum? Like you know, <laughs> so yeah. We had anything else? <laughs> uh, I was like I was, like I introduced before. It's it's to me it was like almost the same movie. Like aside from, is it longer this one? I think yeah, so. it's, it it's, feels it's definitely yeah. Longer. So they had a few things with like the whole victory tour, but again, like they're back on a train another round of selections for this hunger games thing they go through the whole fire dress chariot thing again yeah um instead of dogs it's monkeys that they're fighting in the woods instead of the woods burning down and being on fire it's poison gas yeah um and then uh it was like it had some cool stuff like Peta being smart and trying to like uh, stall the hunger games with the whole pregnancy thing like that was a cool twist but then it didn't it didn't really amount to much it didn't solve their problems yeah um and then uh katniss sh- shooting the lightning uh like taking the lightning and shooting the arrow to like destroy the force field was clever but 
um, again, they already had that plan to come and get her. So, yeah. <laughs> um, didn't really match much, but yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, it has like an empire strikes back ending, which is kind of nice, but the whole last shot of her, like looking at the camera and being like, I'm ch- like, you can see it in her eyes that I've shit's on now. Yeah. It's Things little... have changed. And then the CLS that's cheesy. It's a little, and yeah, of course all the other love triangle stuff. I'm just like, Oh God, shut up. It, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you that, that beat for beat. It is the same movie. Yeah. I absolutely. hundred percent agree. I just think that it is a much better executed version of those beats. And she has a better house now with apparently like a green screen room where they can make like broadcasts. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, because she's like she's supposed to be kind of like super rich, kind of like super well, rich. Yeah, she won money, and they put them yeah. in like the housing divisions called Victory Lane. And yeah, or the, no, I, it seems like it's not even future. Fu- it's it's super rich the way that if you <laughs> if you win the lottery and you decide to get it in, in installments rather than one lump sum, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that kind of super rich where it's like <laughs> ah, I'm always taken care of, but I don't have a, a lot of money at once, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I like see, uh, obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't like ad lib this line, but when he, when they're at that a party and he called it appalling, you know, yeah. considering like how and they, they have, they, they do have like cool, um, like they shine a spotlight on decadence and how ridiculous this world is. Yeah. Um, so it, this one does feel a little bit more, uh, mature about, the material they're holding they're handling but again it, like i just said like it hits the same beats it's yeah. almost the same movie um so hopefully there's something different in the third one i was really disappointed that philip seymour hoffman real spoilers here was not actually a villain really because i um well i didn't know going in yeah yeah i i really wanted him to be like mission impossible 3 villain because i was like man especially what in are we gonna first... do about katniss i'm gonna hurt her yeah <laughs> oh i'm gonna kill like, her family oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh see isn't that cool um like especially in that first act when they were he, he was just on the outskirts and we didn't know what was going on with him i was like oh man this he movie does have if, a way of being really uh sinister yeah the way he delivers lines and it's if it if it had delivered that in the third act i mean obviously that's not where they wanted to go and and hopefully they, that character is really going to build to something cool and that that's why they got him to do it because uh, i feel like i haven't seen him in a while um, what is the last thing he did? Like big budget commercially? Anything. Mm. Well, you, know. you know, he was a bad guy in another movie late recently. No, maybe not a bad guy. But um, um, but like if it had delivered that in that third act, I, I think I would have been in heaven. And it wouldn't have mattered what silly stuff he was doing because he would have just stolen every scene that he was in. So, mm-hmm. um, and I figured because of that first scene when they're at the party, like I think that was setting up to... It was, it was like a, a giveaway that he was probably going to be one of the good guys by the end. And especially when he walks out of the room and says like, yeah, you take over Mr. Like enjoy the show, Mr. Snow. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like, then I knew for clearly sure. his escape. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, I was probably just blinded by my sincere hope that he was going to be a great villain that I, master? I wasn't, uh, Oh yeah. 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 He's in the master. Is that the last thing he did? I think so. Um, it's the last big thing he did. There's a, there's a couple, um, James is looking up right now. So yeah. Stalling. Uh, Moneyball, The Master, and that's it. Yep. Uh, well, there's a movie called The Late Quartet. Right. He's, that in Moneyball. I he's great in Moneyball. Oh, yeah. He's great in Moneyball. Kind of a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, I was 
pleasantly surprised by there you go that's what's great about this this podcast is we go and see movies and you never know if you're gonna like them Mm -hmm. what are we seeing next week guys there's there's a few movies that are coming i don't remember which one we're seeing though Uh, oh shit because it's thanksgiving week so there's two or three of them (laughs) so isn't it uh inside lumen davis (laughs) no that's december 6th james okay shit see i know that fuck why is it so far away why can't it be Anchorman 2? Come on, oh, Anchorman no 2. That's, it's almost a month away, though. That's Christmas old Day, boy. right? Uh, I think the 20th. Oh, next, Old Boy? Next week is uh, probably Old Boy, because I don't think Mandela... Oh, no, Homefront, dude. I still want to see Homefront. With Statham and, Statham and Franco? Fucking A. I want to see it. I think it looks better than... Which one did you say? Old Boy. Old Boy? I, th- I, th- I think that we're supposed to see Old Boy. Brad, what do you want to see? Old Boy or Homefront? Uh, I mean, I've seen the original Old Boy, so I... I would like to compare them, but I'm not excited about it either. Really, I don't. I don't like Old Boy, but I think we are supposed to see Old Boy. Why? Are we I, I think. To? I think the fans would want yeah. to know more about Old Boy. Uh, yeah, I think front. that one makes for a more interesting conversation. Oh, man, I mean, to have to support Spike Lee though. Yeah, you saw Inside Man. You're already on the hook, dude. I Fuck. gave it. I gave him money for Miracle at Saint Anna. Like <laughs> it can't be worse than that. Oh, knock on something. Um. So All right, guys. Maybe we'll see both. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. It is it is Thanksgiving, you know so I got Friday on Thanksgiving. Off. Maybe I'll go see it on Thanksgiving. Oh, you have Friday off? I don't, because I fucking oh. work in a restaurant. Oh, I'm sorry. I Bullshit. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, awesome. hold on, hold on. Black Nativity. Oh, yeah. Straight up. It's Frozen? Oh, no, that's limited, isn't it? Maybe we'll ask Bree what yeah. he wants to see. Even yeah. even better would be like oh if, Ivan's coming by next week right yeah he is uh, if Mandela were gonna were a wide release I would say that but um, yeah all right cool guess it's old boy tune in next week and we'll figure it out no you guys already told me it's old boy no matter what so oh yeah no, 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 no I guess fuck you guys I guess we're seeing old boy and Ivan will be here and yeah. when and when the white characters in old boy go and then you know they're all white characters in old boy. I doubt it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Riz is uh, old, wise master teacher. Remember, he was at what the was Rizza. Rizza. GI Joe retaliation. Oh yeah, yeah. GI Joe retaliation. Oh I man, maybe that was. Remember that was this year. Yeah. Wow, man. Sheesh. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.